Hello, I'm Phil Dobby, and welcome once again to the Vantage Performance Podcast. Today, we're looking at the business plan. Now, part of the problem with business plans is that people just don't know how to write them. They put off doing them because they think it's going to take a long time. And if they do write one, uh, they tend to stick it in a drawer and never look at it again. Often, when they are written, they become sort of a repository for lots of data rather than the plan as such. So the answer could be a one-page business plan. To talk us through that, Michael Fingland again, Executive Director and CEO of the Business Turner and Specialist Vantage Performance. So that description I gave, uh, Michael, uh, about plans being put off or filled with data but not much coherence and then left unread, does that sort of describe the situation that you see a lot? Uh, we do. Good morning, Phil. Uh, I'll, I'll say something contrarian from the outset. The traditional business plan is dead. Uh, it's been dead for some time, uh, and but but uh, too few have been prepared to come out and uh, and and say it from the rooftops. But it is the traditional business plan, and it comes from the traditional business books, which said you need a business plan that says this and this and this and this, and you end up with a thirty forty page business plan that literally sits in the drawer. Yeah, because, and and you get all excited, and you get the team, your management team, all excited about this thing you've created, but the whole idea about uh, an effective uh, business plan or strategic plan is it's nimble. It changes. You know, business doesn't sit there uh, on 1 July each year or 1 January each year and and not change track for 12 months. Business ebbs and flows. It changes. And, and so your, 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 your strap plan needs to change regularly. And the, the key to a really successful strategic plan is it is being tweaked or or reviewed every month so is quarterly at at the at the least um but every month that's when you know a management team is using that document that tool to its most effective uh, uh, end so is it is it one page is it a sheet of paper is that all you need yep literally one page so uh, and the whole idea about one page strategic plans one page dashboards uh, all those things is 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 that if it's one page one, one, it means you've got it. If you can distill what would normally take you 26 pages to write down onto a 1A3 page, then you've actually nailed it. You've actually got it into a very concise format that not only can you understand, but the workforce can understand, that your financiers, your shareholders, uh, et cetera. Because that, that's that's the power of a strategic plan. If, if it's only going to be used by the, the senior management team, then you're never going to get the, the amplifier effect. It needs to be in a format that, employees on a shop floor that may have only gone to grade 10 or grade 12 who, who don't have never read a business book they can get it and and that's the that's the art of a one-page business plan is to be able to distill that into a one-page format that anybody uh, can understand and know where they're heading and know what initiatives um, uh, are critical across the business that are going to take this business forward so obvious question uh, what goes on it because it sounds like if it's uh, if it's changing all the time it almost sounds like well you know this is the these are the jobs on the go it's almost like a work in progress is it yeah no it, there's a difference between a strategic plan and your 100 day plans the 100 day plan is where you distill down you know the the half a dozen big initiatives you're doing this next 12 months but the 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 one-page business plan. The key is it needs to be in a format that is that is pliable, uh, that is able to be edited regularly. So, whether it's Word or Excel or PowerPoint, doesn't matter. But the whole idea is when you're having a monthly um, management meeting or at least your quarterly strategy catch-up session with the team, it might be half a day. That's where it comes out, and you're 
you're reassessing the, the big initiatives you were, that you had planned to do for the year. Are they on track? Do we shuffle them? Do we take one off? Do we add another one on? That's the whole idea of, of a nimble, highly effective strategic plan is it, 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 it is malleable, that it does change. And that's the biggest uh, mistake that we see in, in businesses is it, it literally, they spend all this time producing a very fat document that sits and, and goes nowhere and they review it again in 12 months' time. Well, that, you know, if, you're, if your competitor is continually reviewing their strategic plan on a monthly basis, how, how are you uh, ever going to keep up with them when, when, they're, when, they're, when they're that nimble and that flexible? You just can't. So it's become now an imperative to, to be able to keep up in business. Right. When you wrote those uh, weighty tomes, those big business plans, I mean, you always kicked off, didn't you, by doing sort of, sort of some sort of market analysis. You'd mm-hmm. do a, a SWOT analysis and look at uh, who your competitors were as well and what the opportunities were and where your weaknesses were mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you, you still need to do that sort of thing, don't you? You do. So the, the key areas of, of a really well thought out structured strap plan. So you need to have, and it also becomes a bit of a selling tool. So you need to have on there a section about your why, your purpose. You know, we're a big believer in Simon Sinek's Golden Circle. Um, so rather than you know, vision and mission, you have your why on there. So, so what, what's the sole purpose that this business um, uh, exists for? Um, how do we go about it and what do we do? So very, very clear, and that helps you craft your, your elevator pitch and your, and your key messaging. So that needs to be on there. You need to have um, a very clear, uh, and that's why this, why we suggest this is reviewed every quarter at least, is you know, what is your USP and what is what are your points of difference and, and uh, what's your brand promise? So what do you stand for? So that needs to be on there, really clear, concise, what your brand message is and what your USP or, or points of difference are. They need to be on there because those together with your why statement really articulate what we're about and how we're going to go about selling it and what's the key messaging that we're going to use to attract the people to the business that we want. You need to have a section that just simply at a very high level talks about your big ticket goals for the next one, two, three years. Um, so that's in our, in our format, we have that up in the top right hand section. So what are the one to three, what are the, the, the one to two big goals that you want to achieve over the next three, three years, uh, three financial years? That needs to be on there. Uh, you need to have uh, on there the, uh, a concise SWOT analysis. What are the, and, and this is the, again, the, Another um, mistake a lot of businesses make is they have a SWOT that has 10,000 things on there. Mm. Try and nail it down just the top three strengths, opportunities, weaknesses, and threats and because they're the ones you really want to focus on over the next 12 months. Um, so that, that, that's that's a critical um, element to be on there. And again, you need to be reviewing these every month or every three months because you need to be moving those opportunities um, into strengths. You need to be moving those, those weaknesses um, into strengths and taking those threats off the table. And so that, that's how a SWOT should work. Effectively, it, it actually changes over time as you're moving some of those boxes around and moving those grids around yeah. to ensure that those things are, are being embedded into the business. And then across the, the bottom, if you like, there needs to be one to two initiatives at most across the key areas of the business. Okay, and and that's again a big mistake a lot of businesses make is they end up with far too many initiatives, and they and they and they just don't get any traction. So and and that's a really critical rule. Only one to two initiatives across the following um, headlines that I'll talk about all sections. So one is um, uh, people or people performance. So what are the one to two big things you're going to do this year that's going to drive stronger culture, stronger productivity, stronger alignment? No more than two. You need to have a KPI behind each of these so you can measure it. Again, useless if you've got a goal you can't measure. Yeah. So there needs to be the desired outcome you're wanting to achieve under each of these headings, one to two initiatives you're going to do, and then one or two KPIs that you can measure 
real-time or monthly or quarterly to know if you're on track. Absolutely critical. And uh, if you get this right, the, 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 you'll, you'll, you know, like our clients like we do, we literally carry around our on-page strap plans in our compendiums. Um, it's, it's, that's, that's when you know you really got it because uh, you're always referring back to it and always tweaking it and making sure it's taking us forward. So people and performance is one. Financial performance is another. Uh, growth is, is you know, what are we doing to grow the business? Um, that's another heading that we that we always have in there. Uh, a sales and marketing um, uh, heading. What are we doing to, to overhaul the website? Um, sales campaigns. What are the one or two big ticket initiatives? It, they will spawn lots of other smaller initiatives, but what are the one or two big initiatives? What are we doing um, from a social point of view? Uh, and this is this is important for a lot of companies. Um, in our, you know, so what's your social um, responsibility um, initiatives? Uh, but also a lot of our clients have an industry one. They end up with an in- industry one. So what are we doing within our industry to, to help further advance our firm in it or, or just to advance the industry? So that's another, another critical heading um, that a lot of, lot of clients have. And how do you know, um, how do you know what you're putting down there is necessarily the, the best thing to do? Because I mean, I, I'm not at all, as you gather from the introduction and having been through a lot of these business plans myself, advocating that you go back to the idea of the thick business plan. But you did do a lot of analysis of, you know, of what is the best way forward. Uh, whereas a more nimble approach, you might be saying, well, speed is the key thing. And maybe that's a good thing. Maybe you actually say, well, look, we don't know whether this is the right thing to do. But just so long as we're doing something and we're heading in the right direction, roughly, there might be something better that should be down on our list, but it's not going to be there because we haven't thought of it. And, uh, you know, if we, if we think of it in, in, in yeah. six months' time, then we'll put it on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, 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 no, I do, but you still need to have, you know, a, you know, a one- or two-day strategy session to to get it right. You yeah. still need to have those, those workshops to to refresh our messaging and and. Re- refresh what the big goals are and, and come up with those, you know, 16 initiatives across the eight areas. You know, the others are process, you know, what are we doing to improve processes in the business, et cetera. And, and if you Google, uh, you know, one-page strap plans uh, on, on the web, you're going to find many, many examples of what I'm talking about. Right. Um, it's the rigour. It's the rigour to use that tool rather than the 30-page tool and the rigour to pull it out every month or every quarter to refresh it. And that's why we always recommend, you know, once you've had your one or two day strat session at the beginning of the year, you have a half day session every quarter to refresh it, reorganise it. Um, and, and you might have come up with an initiative in that two day session that you've changed your mind on or you think it's not going to quite work. So let's put it on the back burner. So that's why, you know, um, you know, it needs to be nimble. But, but you still need to have that one or two day session at the beginning to come up with consensually what are the big initiatives that we all need to we all need to know to, to drive this business forward. You might have done a couple of surveys within the within the workforce leading up to that to help refine and get some initiatives from the shop floor, so to speak. But you still need as a as a management team to to come up with a consensual view on what are those big ticket initiatives that we're going to roll forward. How are we going to measure it? What changes to uh, systems do we need to make to make sure we can measure these? And the most important thing is monthly or quarterly, pull it back out, review it with the team. Are we on the right track? Does this need to change? Uh, that's when you know you're using it effectively. And I can guarantee you 70 to 80% of your competitors won't be doing this. And it's a great way to get a jump on them. Yeah, absolutely. One of the many secrets from Vantage Performance. Well, not a secret now because we've just told everybody, but uh, the one-page business plan makes a lot of sense. Appreciate your time. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon, Michael. Cheers, Phil. And that's it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again soon with another podcast from the Vantage Performance Series with Michael Finglin. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll catch you then. Thanks for listening.